Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. So I feel like today we're, we're exposing some things. I mean, you know, sometimes things need to be exposing. We're living in the last days. We're living in an hour where, where any and everything is going to be exposed. You better be careful. What used to you get behind, you could get away with in private um, is not going to stay private. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? How many know you are the light of the world? You are the light of the world. And so we're supposed to, we're supposed to change the dark world. We're not, supposed, we're not supposed to fellowship with it and be a take part of that. So that's what we have there. Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18, um, verse 9 and, and 9 through 12. And Jesus said, or the, the Bible says, God said to Moses, When you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations, the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, hmm. or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. Last verse. Well, all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of those abominations, or these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. These things that we want to fellowship with or participate in, God says we're supposed to be driving out. We're supposed to be changing, not living into our house. I'm going to deal just for a second here a little bit, well, not for a second, for a few minutes anyway on Halloween. Uh, I'm going to use it uh, just, and in, in, in I'll just, I'm sure you're going to be listening real well today, so that's good. Uh, I want to talk about Halloween's deep, dark, pagan roots. Deep, dark, pagan roots. Um, Saul Wayne, Saul Wayne is, or the Lord of Saul Wayne is where it all comes from. Saul Wayne is a, is a day, is, is a time, is a day of October 31st into November the 1st. It's a time of a pagan ritual, which is, which is more um, centrally located, a little bit more in Northern Ireland, but the whole, that part of, of Europe, um, hundreds of years ago, was, uh, was, was, a, was, a, was a festival of, of belief, a pagan belief, that it was, it was the end of summer and the beginning of fall. Obviously, in the summer, beginning of fall, we're experiencing even now, that's when things begin to die. Leaves begin to fall, and things that were green and plush begins to wither and die away. So they believed that that was a time of death. And so they began to celebrate death. It was a time of death. They also believed, again, being pagan, having a pagan belief, they also believed that it was a time that the veil, the veil that separates this life of the living and the life of the dead is the thinnest is the thinnest, this is the belief system, it's the, it's the thinnest it could possibly be. And so they believe that since it was as thin as, as thin as it possibly could be, those departed spirits, most of which they believe was evil spirits, just people who gave havoc and mischief here on the earth, um, that had died um, and cannot find peace in the afterlife, that they believe that they find a way out 
of, of, of the, the passing of the dead into, back into the realm of the living. And they believe that, they would, that on this day, the day of Solwane, that they believe on October 31st, that this was the day that, the, um, that these, these departed spirits would come and inhabit the earth again. And because of the veil being so, so thin. And for that reason, they would, they, would, they would dress up in costumes. And they would dress up in costumes and they would dress up as costume because they want to be identified as departed evil spirits. Departed evil spirits. So they believe that whenever they encounter one of these evil spirits, that them too would look like an evil spirit. And so therefore, they wouldn't attack them. They wouldn't do harm to them. And so we see now what we're participating in when we think that Sally and Jimmy looks very, look very cute. But this is what we're, this is what we're participating in. They were then also put, of course, we understand our, our, our nice little jack-o'-lanterns and different things we put on the front porch. But this all started with not necessarily just pumpkins, but it would be squashes or gourds or even pumpkins. Anything, anything they could hollow out, they would hollow this out. They would put it on their front porch because, again, they believed on this day that these evil spirits was coming. And they believed that these evil-looking looking um, gourds or these evil looking pumpkins or, or whatever they were used that hit, hollowed out and put a face on and a light into it usually as a candle would would you know wore off or or, or they symboli- symbolizing a growl or whatever that that uh, to try to push them away from their house it also symbolizes that you don't have to possess us we're already possessed where our house is already possessed so that's that's what's behind that as well um, it's, it's one thing that's very important that we understand these things because uh, understand where these things come from and exactly um, what it has to do with. Everything that goes on on Halloween has to do with celebrating the death, celebrating dead, being a part of things that are dead. That the God of death was creating all this and allowing this to happen. This is what Halloween's about. And I can go on and on and on and talk about black cats and owls and witches and all this kind of stuff. But the bottom line is, it's all a demonic ritual. It's a celebration or it's actually celebrating or acknowledging your participation in a demonic ritual. No, it's just all fun. It's all just cool, preacher. And I knew you were going to deal with this stuff, you know, just because we like to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, you can have a little bit of fun, but this is a demonic ritual. It's a demonic ritual. And so, um, so one of the things I want to deal with today, I want to look at, I want to give a couple of scriptures, Revelation chapter number 2 and 9 and Revelation 3 and 9. He says, I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know that you know the blasphemy of those who say that they are Jews or not, but they are of the synagogue of Satan. He also talks about to another church in Revelation 3 and 9, he brings up the synagogue of Satan. He says, indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews or are not, but lie, I indeed I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I believe, that I believe in you. These, the synagogue of Satan. First thing to understand when we see two times in the book of Revelation, the word synagogue of Satan is used. The word synagogue is church. So first thing I want you to understand, I want you to know is, is that Satan has a church. We think all this is harmless. It's just fun. But the Bible here in two times God was given to the church of Asia Minor over 2,000 years ago. He was reminding them that Satan has a church. That means he has an organization. That means he's well organized. First um, Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, now the Spirit says that in the latter times. How many knows we're in the latter times? <laughs> we're in the last days. 
I mean, so, so let, me, let me say this. So that, what does that mean? That means there's some things you, I'm just going to file say it. There's some things you could have got away with years ago you can't get away with now. Why? Because of the days in which we're living. Even when I was a little kid, I remember older people say, we're in the day in which we're living. We're now, I'm older now, and the day which we're living. We're not getting farther away from Jesus coming back. We're getting closer, which means we're not getting farther away from the end or Satan's judgment. We're getting closer. And so if he thought he had just a little bit of time 40 years ago, <clears throat> he really has just a little bit of time now. And so he's known he has a church. And if he has a church, he has a following. And if he has a following, he has a, he has a faith and practice. Anything that has a, he has a government. And the Bible says he is a synagogue of Satan, the church of Satan. And I'm not just talking about what Anton Levain uh, created back in the 60s. You know anything about the church of Satan that we're talking about here on earth. No, this is his kingdom. This is the kingdom of Satan, not just some, some just deluded, um, just um, uh, atheists. Now, the spirits expressly say that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. Given heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines, doctrines of demons, doctrines of demons. We don't even want to believe in demons now anymore because it offends people. It doesn't build the church. Yeah, but our church is getting bigger. We've got campuses strung all over the place, but evil is getting more rich and, and, and what people should do wrong. What used, to, what used to blow our minds is now just we just live with it every single day. It's important we understand. I just told you that Satan has a church, but he also has a doctrine, the doctrine of demons. The word doctrine there means teaching, the teaching of demons. See, all this stuff is in the Bible. We don't, we don't understand it. But so if he's got a church, he's got a doctrine. So he's not just fellowship and, and they're just, you know, they're just, you know, they're just walking around and just doing whatever and having fellowship and, you know, trying to make people as comfortable they possibly can. No, he has a doctrine. He has a teaching. And he wants to make sure that if he has a doctrine, he has a teaching that things are, that things are happening. And that, and so, so, so we, it's important that we understand when we bring up something like Halloween, what's behind it? And it's not just Halloween. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to sit here and say everything, and this is not, you're taking it completely out of context. If you say, well, he's just sitting everything on Halloween, this whole, this whole day of the year is what's, is the reason why the world's in a mess. No, it's just one of them. You, 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 you pick your poison. Pick whichever. We, I, could, I could keep you here to 3 o'clock today and tell you all kinds of different things that are happening. But I can say because this is a thing that is completely amazing to me. There's a lot of things that, that it's amazing to me that Christians, believers, are having debate on whether or not it's right or wrong or not. And really we have to ask the question, what is behind it? Because if you don't know what's behind it, then that's going to get you in trouble. Amen. Just because it may appear harmless doesn't necessarily mean it will be harmless. You better find out what's behind it or what the consequences will result from it before you participate. What's behind it? What's the consequences? What is the result of me participating in this? If you're going to be a parent, you need to know what's behind what your children are involved in. You need to know, if you're married, you want to know what is behind what it is as a marriage, as a couple, what it is that you are involved in. What are you participating in? What are the consequences that will result from our participation? 
The devil has a church. The devil has a teaching. He don't want you to even think about the consequences of what will result from your participating. And so we don't ruffle the feathers and we don't lose likes on our Facebook account and we make as many friends as we can and we don't want to offend anybody. We don't even want to go there and ask the question, what are the consequences and what will result from us participating in something we really don't know anything about? What are the consequences? Well, it's just all in fun. Well, Adam and Eve thought taking the fruit was harmless. It's all fun. It's just a piece of fruit. What can happen? Lot thought it would be cool to leave to, to leave Abraham and build him a house in Sodom. Didn't work out too good for him. Lot's wife, Lottie, <clears throat> what I call her, <laughs> when they were leaving, she thought looking back was harmless. It's just harmless. It's going to look back. Didn't work out too good for her, did it? What was the consequences? What resulted? Samson thought <clears throat> laying his head in a pretty girl's lap named Delilah was harmless. Abraham thought another woman bearing him a child was harmless. Jonah thought skipping out on his duties and not going where God told him to go was harmless. The children of Israel thought murmuring and complaining in the wilderness was harmless. Solomon thought, listen, first of all, he thought having more than one wife was harmless. That's his first God bless him. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Thank you. But Solomon thought listening to these many wives was harmless. And he proved to be provided probably the most wisest fool because he was supposed to be the wisest man in the world. And the things he was doing he thought was harmless, but it wasn't harmless. Before we participate in something, we must consider the outcome. And that's one thing we've done, man. We throw caution to the wind. I deal with addicts all the time. One thing in ministry we have, heroin addicts, crack addicts. Just people on the, the drugs, and they've lost their lives, they've lost their families. They tell me that smoking a joint they thought was harmless. That first joint was harmless. So it's, it's an entryway drug. It's a dual level drug. Drinking that first beer is harmless. Go to AA on a Friday night. Go to Brunswick Recovery Center. It's just, it's just harmless. Watching that one naked picture, staring at it for a few minutes, something being awakened inside your soul as a child or a young man or a young woman was harmless. Now people are completely addicted to pornography and things. It's just harmless. You better begin with the end in mind. And that is exactly what we should strive to do. The one thing we've forgotten as a society, which is one thing we expect, but one thing that we're really changing and messing up as a church, we've forgotten that everything we do should begin with the end in mind. There is an end. There's a payday someday. The wages, the, paid, the pay of sin is what? Death. 
We learned that. It's the Roman road. There was a payday. Begin with the end in mind. Imagine how much better off we would be today if we began to live our life with the end in mind. We're trying to raise our children. We're trying to have a marriage. We're trying to have a godly home. Should we participate in this? And if we participate in this, I'm not just talking about Halloween. I'm talking about what are they watching? What are they listening to? Who are they hanging out with? Where are they going? What is happening? Should we participate in And what are the results going to be in our participating? Well, she's only eight. He's only four. It doesn't matter. You better begin with the end in mind because Satan has a church and he has a doctrine and it's alive and well like never before. And maybe you should dress up your little kids and sit them on Halloween and make sure it's different and no big deal. But I'm here to tell you, you couldn't then and you sure can't now. Don't have time to tell the story because the second time, come back, save the next service. I'll give you, maybe I'll give you some of my stories of how Halloween became such a big, big thing. It's just, it's just a, a, a bad Halloween night I had <clears throat> as a kid. So if we begin with the end of mind, we'll participate we will participate only in the right things. How many knows of everything before you do it? You think of the end in mind. Before, before that person totes on that first joint, he thinks about the end in mind. Before he pops up in that first, that first bottle of that, or that, or that bottle of wine. Most people, I mean, you, 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 don't, you don't drink wine before you go to bed at night to relax. You, you, don't, you don't read your Bible before you go to bed. You don't listen to worship music before you go to bed to see your soul. You don't, you don't pray to see your soul. You need a bottle of wine or you need a glass of wine. I'll just give you a glass to calm you down. Wouldn't it be great if all you needed was a word from God to calm you down to go to sleep? Or you could put on some worship music and calm you down before you go to sleep? Or you could just pray and say, God, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Come on, guys. And it'll be enough to turn over and, 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 go to, and, and just go to sleep. The problem is, is that we allow things that we don't think is, is, that we think is harmless, but it's not harmless because it begins to take over us. I'm preaching good. Satan loves Halloween because it glorifies evil and it puts fear into the lives of people of his power. See, here's the whole thing, though. I said that, and I was going to take it out of my notes, but it's very important we understand this. The devil really don't care if you see him how he is. Just a big, bad, ugly deceiver and, and accuser of the brethren. and just uh, No, he loves man to be cool. He loves to be accepted. Remember, he was, he was, he was, he was Lucifer, the head archangel. Over the throne room of God, what does that mean? That means he was over all the worship. There's worship going on in heaven 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's long and it's loud. And whenever he rebelled against God, he rebelled against God because the worship he was giving God, he wants for himself. And all these thousands and thousands of years later, the devil still wants worship that belongs to God. He wants it to come to himself. Everything he's after is worship. Not just any worship, the worship belongs to God. So parents, it's time to sit down with our children and teach them why we don't participate. Wouldn't that be something? You actually had to parent in 2022. We as parents actually have to sit down and teach our, not just tell them, but pastor said it, we go to that church now. No, you need to teach them why we don't participate. There's a lot that we should participate, but we need to teach them that this is a real realm. 
You believe there's, there's, you believe there's children right now? We, I pastor a church over 1,200 people. We have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of, of, of different age group kids that's part of this church. And if that wasn't enough, we have 400 kids that come to school here. So on a daily basis, we have children, children, children. And I think it's sad that they had to find out that there's a real dark realm out there. There is a realm called evil that is out there that you got to be careful from. And you don't find out about it at home. They have to find out about it here. And we don't mind teaching them, we will teach them. But they don't need to have double standards. And one thing I do know is, I just gave you my resume, that we do know children a little bit around here, that if you sit down and you tell them the reality of a real realm, they're going to hear it, and they're going to believe it, and they're going to live by it. Hmm. It's a real realm. We should educate our children and educate them out. Just don't tell them it's bad. Educate them. There's a real realm out there. There's darkness out there. There's a reason why if you cut on a Nightmare Elm Street or Friday the 13 or whatever these crazy shows that's on TV, that the entire atmosphere in the whole room changes. It's a spirit. It's a realm. You have to teach them how to respond to their friends. Peer pressure is will. Schools won't allow us in public school to, to oh, we can, we, can, we can celebrate Christmas with, you know, with, with, a, with, with, a, with a, a tree or, or with you know, Santa Claus or whatever. But can you imagine if you came in and, and can I put a manger scene right here? They'll lose their mind. Or Easter, can we, can we show at our public schools? Can, and a lot of Christian schools now, I don't have time to go there. Can we show an empty tune or cross that, that a Savior's no longer there because he's risen? No. They won't allow us to participate in what we believe in the truth. But let me tell you something. You can walk the halls of public school right now. You can see witches and jack-o'-lanterns and skeletons and everything else that promotes the Lord of death. Wicca's real. It's recognized by, by the United States government. It's a real religion. It has a liturgy. It has a synagogue. It has a following. It has a doctrine. And we're to come out for a moment and be separate. Don't allow us to participate, so we have to acknowledge. If we're allowed to participate in Halloween and celebrate the acknowledgement of pagan spiritual ritual that celebrates the day of dead. That's what they're telling us. Hey, you can celebrate the day of dead, but you can't celebrate the day of the living, which is what we do on Resurrection Sunday. No wonder everybody's so messed up. Teach them there are spirits behind it. I'm going, to, I'm going to deal with some spirits. Listen up here. I don't have a lot of time. I want to get this, get this, get this out there. Different spirits behind things. I just, I just jotted down like 20, 20, 24. <laughs> spirit of fear. It's a spirit. Yeah, sure, fear is a natural response. But how many of it crosses over into to a spirit? The atmosphere changes for a region. The atmosphere, the climate, the culture changes because of fear. Anyway, spirit of bondage. People bound up. That's a spirit. Spirit of oppression. Spirit of addiction. 
the opioid crisis, the heroin crisis, the, the whatever, just, just, just name it, stuff that has happened. It's a spirit. It's a realm of darkness. Well, no, it's just, no, we got to get the right president. We got to get the right president. It's a spirit. It doesn't matter who's president. Spirit of confusion. I mean, there's confusion out there. Spirits of divination, fortune telling, Wiccan, Druid, Stargazer, Zodiac, your horoscope. It belongs to the synagogue of Satan. It comes from doctrines of devils. Kids need to know that. You need to know that. Familiar spirits, yoga, medium, fortune telling. Spirit of jealousy. You know what the manifestations of jealousy is? Murder, revenge, anger, anger, contention, competition, envy, cause of division, jealousy. You deal with it in the workplace. We have over 40 full-time employees here in this ministry. I have to deal with it here at this church. So you know to deal with it. Why? Because it's a spirit, and it'll lurk it, and it'll attach itself to you. Well, no, we work at the church. We belong to a public Christian school. We do this. The devil don't care. Matter of fact, he'd rather attach himself to you than some go-go dancer down the street. Spirit of Jezebel. I'll put this on this one because I want to I want to hit that just to say it. You want Spirit of Jezebel. Spirit of Jezebel is not what you think. It's not, it's not some floozy showing up at church trying to sell them in. It is, it is an, an authority quenching spirit. It comes into a church, or usually a house of worship, or usually to a family. It removes the authority from being an authority and sets themselves up as an authority. The whole reason behind it is to quench the anointing. If someone or something to come in here and remove my authority as the pastor of this church, they don't want to just remove my authority. They want to set themselves up as an authority. And the whole reason behind that is not as much as ambition to position, which it is, is to quench the anointing of the house. It's a spirit. You know I just said? That's a spirit. We have to be acknowledged with that. I have to pastor that way. We have to minister that way. We have to be careful who we surround ourselves with when we lead in houses of worship. We can't just walk around and just assume that, you know, we're really not. Paul won't really serious when he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and spiritual weakness and rulers of darkness of this world. That means they're walking on this planet. They're in this building. You've got to be aware. They're trying to get your children and their songs they sing. The movies they watch, the friends that they hang out with, who families could care less what their kids participate in. But let me give you a, a word right now, probably the, the biggest thing I'll give you all day. You're different. I say you're different. Lion spirit, lust spirit, underneath lust spirit, homosexuality. It's a spirit. It's not a movement. It's not an agenda. It's a spirit. Attach itself to people. Perversion, 
broken spirit, atheism, abortion, perversion. This is spirit of perversion. Abortion, child abuse, filthy minds, sexual perversion, twisting the word, pornography, whoredoms, whoredoms, unfaithfulness, adultery, dissatisfaction with your mate, fornication. It's a spirit. No, we think it's culture, we think it's society. Culture can't change unless the atmosphere changes. In the atmosphere, you're being led by darkness or light. Choose you this day. Haughtiness, pride, self-righteous comes out of holiness. Spirit of heaviness, rejection, brokenheartedness, self-pity. Spirit of infirmity. Spirits of infirmity to be cast off of people so they can be healed. Not all sickness is a spirit, but some is. Some is a result of sin that's in the world today. Not the sin you committed, but the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the very beginning. For that reason, sin is in the earth today. But when things happen, it's off the chart. It cannot be explained. And everything you try, it's a spirit. Deaf and dumb spirit. A lot of that is behind mental illness. Spirit of suicide or the spirit of death. And a lot of these spirits work together. Spirit of addiction, spirit of depression, spirit of bondage, all these things. And then they'll hook back up. I've cast, I've cast devils out of people and three of them come out screaming their names, three different names. Oh, preacher, I thought you just read a book. I've read some books, but I've experienced some things as well. Pray for people, the eyes will roll back in the back of their head. 112-pound woman starts talking like a man. How many of you know that ain't right? How many of you don't throw that out? You cast that out. Most churches would throw it out. In November, we're going to start talking about this, uh, the fruit of the Spirit and also the works of the flesh. I hate to say it, but we can't call it everything devil. Some of it's, some of it's flesh. You got to know what to throw out. You got to know what to cast out. <laughs> Rule number one in, in, in uh, demonology, if, you're teaching, if I'm teaching preachers on you know, how, to, how to do warfare, don't try to cast out what you should throw out. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get that later. Seducing spirits, hypocritical, lies, seared conscious. How many of those are seducing spirits going on in America today? Their conscience is seared. What does that mean? It's hard to the things of God. Spirit of Antichrist, spirit of error, argumentative, unteachable, false art, spirit of poverty, spirit of laziness. Anyway, that's about 23, 24. Here are seven areas of modern life where demon power can be recognized. And these things we have to watch in the hours we're living in. You can recognize demon power. You can see them in the world of the apostate religion. People are falling away from, 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 the, from the belief in, in what the Bible says is true. That's a spirit in the church. What used to shock us in the church, we now participate in. That's a spirit. There's demonic power you can recognize in the world of business. The whole one world order, everything come together, controlling the economy, trying to, for, for them. That's a demon. The world of politics. How many of those demons behind the world of politics? The world of crime. How many of those are demons behind the world of crime? Occultism, the, the occult, there's, there's demons behind the occultism. The world of disease, there's demons behind the world of disease. The world of morals, what well, used to be up here is now below our feet. Why? Because there's demons at work. 
Parents need to know that we are in a spiritual battle and that we have an adversary. His name is the devil, and he is a penetrator, and he comes to kill, he comes to steal, and he comes to destroy. And I'll say it again. I'm not the pastor of every church, but I'm the pastor of this church, and you're going to leave here knowing that. What you do with it is up to you. But preacher, there's just so much going on. I just don't know. There's so much I can't control. I understand that. There is so much you can't control. But guess what? Control the things that you can. Right? I just said, parent, I understand you can't control everything. My kid's 33 years old. I, I can't control everything he's going to do with as a, as a husband, as a, as a father, as a man of God. I can't control everything that comes in his life or my daughter's life or my grandchildren's life or in my children's life, but I can't control the things that I can. Control what you can. And what you can't, give it to God. We need to be on our post. We need to protect our families. One of the ways to do this is say we're not going to participate in these things. We're going to close the door. Mom and dad, you're held accountable for your kids and allowing them to participate. Not the preacher, not the singer, not your, not your school teacher, not, your, not, your, not your, your youth pastor, your children's pastor. Parents are held accountable. you got to stand before God and you're going to be held accountable for what you allow your children to participate in. And what you participate in, you allow. You say, well, preacher, I don't know. I've already participated in this. I've opened doors. I've opened doors that are demonic. But we do that all the time. We do that as Christians. We do that as, did that as sinners. So what do we do? I'm talking to my church right now. When, when, when Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know who he was talking to? He wasn't he won't talking to street people. He didn't go to the synagogue of Satan. He's talking to the church at Ephesus. One of the most powerful churches that he built right, right outside that was, that was the most powerful demon that was set up in the Middle East. Set right there, the goddess of Diana. Set the fertility god, orgies, sexual perversion, all kinds of stuff going on. Paul says, I'm going to build me a church right here. He said, people, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But powers and principalities, the synagogue of Satan. He's talking to the church. We got enough to deal with our flesh, but we got the knowledge of realm that's out there and not participate in it. I always heard that highest praise was weird that way. No, I'm not weird. Y'all weird. I'm not weird. I'm normal. Didn't get any amens, but I'm fine with it. I'm good. I'm good. What do you do? It doesn't matter if it's, if it's participating in Halloween. It doesn't matter if participating in any kind of spiritual darkness, any, anything. It can be movies we watch. It can be things we listen to. Words come out of our mouths. It could be desire of our heart. It could be anything that we realize. One thing you realize, you understand, one thing you understand, got to understand is that, before I get to this, I'm going I'm to end on this, but what you have to understand is, is that you know, in counseling, I'm going to school to be in, being who I am, doing what I do, I've, I've gone, gone through a lot, listened through a lot. I realized quick I'm not a counselor, I'm a minister. Counselor deals with the past, minister deals with the future. 
do a lot of study. I do a lot of things. I'm just saying this is what it is. But one thing I did learn in counseling, I do. If you go to a, if you go to a counselor, I don't care if you're 47. One of the first things I'm going to do is say, they taught us, the one first thing I'm going to do is say, tell me about your childhood. I don't care if you're on drugs. I don't care if you just can't stay married. I don't care if you're, you know, just, you know, need, need Prozac or whatever it is. Tell me about your childhood. Because the enemy, even while you got him in church, but if you got double standards, he's a penetrator. That's what the word devil means. He'll come in. And he'll lie and wait. And you think Johnny and Susie's doing good at eight. They're in their Christmas play at ten. You think you're doing good just because you let them off at the door and they run into church and get back in the car. That's all Jesus they ever hear from. Till the next week, they take them to church. And about 13 or 14, they start turning. What's happening? One thing the devil, if he, if he ain't nothing else, he's this. He's patient. And what you can allow a kid to participate in at 6, 7, and 8, he'll wait till 13, 14, and 15. And that stronghold he's put in their mind into their heart, he'll lie and wait. So now you really, so now you really got them free. And he'll pop that ugly head up. And you're saying you get my office and you in Pastor Ryan's office, you in Pastor Jordan's office, and you say, I don't know my children anymore that were raised in church. If you still got kids that young, stop it. Slam the door and say no more. If they're teenagers, if they're grown, if you got grandchildren, whatever, what do you do? You repent. Come on, church. Come most of us, we passed the door. Father, we're slamming the door right now. And we repent for not slamming it earlier. We repent, dear God, for participating in the consequences and not putting the end in mind being the first result, God. But we apply the blood. What does that mean? That means what you did 2,000 years ago can cancel what I've done four years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, God. I know that the blood is sufficient, God, and so I repent. And I shut the door, and I move forward into obedience in what the Word of God says. I will not continue to participate in error. And the access the devil had, he don't have anymore. Slam the door. Get off of that pity train. Quit saying, well, that's how I was raised. All God's people's got junk. Get over it. Slam the door. Repent. And say, I'm going forward in obedience to the things of God. Let our spirit get upon you. I tell you a story. I crawl, crawl your, your toenails up if it could. My kids are okay. My grandkids are going to serve God all the days of their life. We're advancing the kingdom of God. Hell don't like us, but guess what? I don't like it either. But we had to repent. We had to close the door and move forward. I did what I did not for my children. I did what I did because of my children. Come on, church. It's time to start doing something, not for somebody, but because of somebody. There's people dying and going to hell out there. We're not in church today for them. We're in church today because of them. You're not here for you. You're here because of you. Everybody stand. We got to end. Hallelujah.
We sing a song. How he loves us. He loves us all. One of those, I was working on this this week. Never let me fall. Even though it was in there, I had to go back and find it. And it says, we don't have time to maintain these regrets. When I think about the way he loves us. Huh? Come on, we all know that song. We sing it. And I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way. We sing it. And it hit me. Repent. Slam the door. Go forth. We don't have time to maintain a bunch of regrets of how we fell short. All fell, all sin and fell short of glory God. Slam the door and sit, and sit your children down and tell them the truth about what mom and dad is really battling. What we had to fight just to get to church on Sunday morning. And what it really takes in 2022 to live for God. The price it takes to, to pay. But guess what? Everything we do is the end in mind is the first in thought. Can I go there? Can I do it? They're doing it. No. You're four now. You're going to be 14 here pretty soon. No. Oh. Good scriptures. Got to end on good scriptures. Philippians 4, 8, 9. Finally, brethren, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are a good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Verse 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. If you can teach me that Halloween or anything I've taught here today uh, follows this scripture right here, then participate in it. If it don't, stop it. And allow the God of peace to rush into your life, to rush into your family, to rush into your parenting, to rush into your home, to rush into your business dealings, to rush into this church, and we'll see God glorified in all things. Amen. Last one, Psalm 118, 24. Why don't we participate in this garbage? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. They can call it Halloween and put witches and black cats and, and, and jack-o'-lanterns and everything else. It doesn't matter if it's October 31st or if it's Easter Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it because God is good from the rising of the sun until the glory down in the same. devil know. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we release your word, dear God, upon this house. Come on, turn your palms up. I'm just going to bless you this morning. Father, I release a blessing upon us, God. Give us courage. Give us strength. Give us the ability to say no to the enemy, Lord. To slam the door. To repent. And to walk in obedience, God, according to your word, Lord. 
And we do that today, God. And we push back darkness today with light that is in us. And we thank you for it. And I bless this house with the truth. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.